uh, welcome back to the Nutramedical Report. We have Ann Morrison here for our science blog. Hello, Ann. Hello, Dr. Deagle. How is everything in your world? Well, we've been, I've been doing a lot of working and training and upgrading, so I haven't been doing some videos for a while but uh, because we're having some glitches as they move to the 4.2 version of live stream. But now we're even to do simulcast. And I, I've had a lot of training with Ed, their top guy at live stream in New York City. So now I'm, I'm becoming a... Uh, as I say, a <laughs> Studio 4 broadcast expert. You know, like anything, you spend 100 hours, you're an expert for six weeks, and then you have to upgrade again. Yep. You know, like, like anything, right? Right. Uh, and, of course, they, they completely threw me off when they moved from the 4.2 to 4.0 4.2, and we were having some glitches. But now, and I'm also working on uh, even upgrading my chip here probably in, a, in about uh, three or four weeks to the new MD Athlon 1800 chip, which is the fastest commercial chip available in the world. Uh, way faster than even the top Intel chip. So that, along with my uh, other upgrades to my computer, we'll be able to do some really nice broadcasting in high resolution and with simulcasting all over the world, too, So which is nice. It immediately puts it out on YouTube and live stream now, but it'll soon be on Facebook, Twitter, and many other for, uh, formats so that people will be able to pull up, up on their computer, iPhone, iPad, or go back and scan it and pull out checks, uh, chunks of it if they want, like a, a minute, something they find interesting and send it to their friends. So what topics are we going to cover today, Ann? Well, we're going to look again at H7N9 bird flu. And uh, we're looking at, at uh, the superbugs that are uh, around us. We're also going to talk about um, radiation from Salem, New Jersey, nuclear power plant. Uh-huh. And I'd like to talk about uh, the spike in violence or active shooter risk. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of that. The spike in violence is interesting, isn't it? The, and I'd like to hear your analysis of why that's happening. It's, it's a, And then I'm going to introduce what is, to me, a new word. But you've probably heard of it before. It's phenology, not phrenology, phenology. Uh-huh. They Phen- are based on pheno, phenology. Uh-huh. And what it has to do, it's a... Uh, it means uh, the study of the seasons. Oh, yes. We're going to talk about season creep. Yeah, and we're actually not only having just season creep, we're having season, I would call mashup, where we're seeing seasonal days that are out of step with that season, where, you know, you'll see a summer day in the middle of winter and a winter day in the middle of summer. Yes, Plus, we're yeah. going to the extreme. Yeah, yeah, things are getting really bizarre. And, of course, you can see that with the jet stream and... Uh, and lots of things going on there, you know. Part of it is how we're manipulating the atmosphere for lots of reasons. Part of it is due to pollution. Uh, part of it is due to galactic and solar changes, but there's a whole lot of drivers. And uh, I haven't heard anybody in either the United Nations or East Anglia or anywhere that's put together a comprehensive model of what it is and then try to convert it to a computer model so we can actually get a better idea of what climate change is. Now, climate change can be disastrous because it can cause... Uh, collapse of crops, extreme weather can be dangerous to induce superstorms, like the kind of superstorms we're having here in California. Uh, and it can also cause uh, major destruction of infrastructure, like roadways and so on. So uh, there's a lot of dangers uh, to, we call it, they call it climate change. That's not really a very good clue. Too. I would say this uh, phrenological catastrophes is a better one, where the seasons are getting mashed up. And it's also causing extreme weather that's, you know, we call century weather or millennial weather, where you see the kinds of things happening, like the ice storms going all the way to the southern Aegean Sea, 
or you know snow falling up on the Sahara. This is not normal phenomena, is it? No, it isn't. It's uh, going to all be fuddled. And unfortunately, like you said, it does destroy crops and infrastructure. And it so, destroys people because a lot of the... There, there's, there's three reasons why their migration of the Muslims from the Middle East and so on. Every one of their countries that are Muslim are suffering what we call millennial-level droughts. Every one of them. And they're being driven there to the big cities and then from the big cities with the geopolitical and religious issues into Europe and America. So there's multiple reasons. It's not just religious as to why these people are leaving their home country. There's climatological as one of the primary drivers. Did you know that the, uh, you know, we have now a uh, central command, and central command in the U.S. Uh, military is uh, the Northern Hemisphere, Canada, United States, and Mexico. We didn't used to have that because uh, people thought that that was a violation of posse comitatus, which says that the Army won't have anything to do with the civilians. But they changed that after uh, the IPCC, the International Panel on Climate Change, gave their report because they realized that migration, people were going to be migrating out of the drought-ridden areas and try to come into the United States. And so the Southern Command was set up to uh, keep to keep immigrants from uh, Central America and the Caribbean from getting to the United States. Right. And that's been about 10 years ago. Isn't that interesting? They're, they're still working on it. So it isn't that our politicians don't know. It's just that the time hasn't come yet to do that, although I think that with uh, these executive orders... <laughs> on immigration is a part of that. Yeah, I, I don't think... I, one of the things that I want to clarify about the immigration, because I've been studying this more and more carefully, is that the vast majority of people that are getting here... I know that uh, Donald Trump is building the wall, and there are yeah. some drugs coming across it, but 40% of the people come to America fly in, number one, uh, from Central and South America and Mexico. And it's so only 60%. And yes, the wall is, needs to be refurbished because actually it was already approved in 2005 so they need to, to you know have more cyber and other controls but the, the, the largest number of people that are coming here that are really dangerous are wealthy and they're not coming from Mexico and Central America they're coming from Asian countries like China with the triads and they're coming from the Middle East they even fly large wide body jets of wealthy people from Qatar, Saudi Arabia and Yemen that actually have their children here so they're American citizens so people need to be aware of that that's what's really going on. And uh, so although they centralize on this idea of a wall as being the thing that's going to protect us, 40% of the citizens that arrive in America don't crawl over a wall from, uh, from a desert in Mexico. They fly in. Or they come in wide-body jets and they're wealthy. They're not poor people. And people like Anwar al-Awlaki is an American-born Muslim, had a master's degree, was top grades in engineering. He was not an idiot. And so we have to realize that the most dangerous people... Uh, I saw this in Vancouver when they had an open-door policy. If you could plunk a quarter million dollars down, you'd come in from China. And the vast majority of the rich people coming in were criminals. The uh, China China triads in Vancouver were thick as thieves. I mean, it was unreal. I saw actually, you know, shootouts right in the emergency department. So we need to clarify here that the wall is going to only partially correct the problem and that we need to have a golden door, like Donald Trump says, He's not going to deport the DACA people or the people that are good citizens 5, 10, 20 years. They're not going. I mean, I want to reassure everybody out there 
you hear this foolishness in the news. He's only going to try to remove the criminals, which which Obama, being an idiot, and Hillary Clinton were dumping back on the streets when they should have gone to prison. Uh, I saw cases myself when I was an Ahmed doctor where someone would commit vehicular homicide with an unstable un- stable rig with a positive drug test. The guy would literally be temporarily deported and get a matriculate card from Denver in a month and be racked back up for a status of uh, work, uh, workers' compensation licensure to be back on the road driving. So, you know, there's a degree of naivety in this government that needs to be corrected so they can properly address these issues. Most, 99% of the people that are poor are good hard workers coming from Mexico and Central America. They just want to have their head down and make a good living and, and, and survive. These are nice people. They have great families. They're wonderful. We need more of them. So I just want to clarify that. Watch, I think you should watch the uh, movie called Counselor. Uh, I think that uh, you're being a little naive in your assessment. No, no, I'm not naive because I've actually, in terms of the number of criminals coming across the border, there's a lot. We need to stop them at the border. And they came to cut a hole in the fence and drive through. That needs to happen. But there's a lot of people coming here. Uh, The vast majority, if you actually look at the numbers the last two years, the larger number of people coming into America are wealthy and they're coming from Asia and the Middle East. That's numerical facts. There are a lot of criminal people here, but they've been accumulating over 25 years. And those criminals should have been taken out by George Bush, the Republican administration, and by by Obama. And in fact, he dumped back on the streets over 85,000 convicted felons of real nasty felonies. So what I'm saying is it's a balanced view I'm trying to provide here, that there's that the wall is only going to partially solve the problem because 40% of the people even arriving from Mexico and Central America fly in or they come in by boat. So they're they're not crossing the wall. And uh, people need to be aware of that. Well, I think that... Uh, did you see what the EU said? Uh, I think it was today or yesterday. They said that they're thinking about uh, keeping... that Americans are going to need a visa before they can get into the into the EU. European Union, uh, before they didn't need it, they just needed a passport. But now they're saying, well, uh, we think the Americans should carry a visa. That's just being arrogant. Europeans are ridiculous. If we, if that was the case, we'd have to say the same thing to them. And if, uh, if they pull off on us, they're going to they're gonna pay for it. All right. Well, let's so get I, into I, don't, I, I think that's just a more geopolitical bluster because internally, and we have uh, Leo Zagami on, Yesterday, it's almost certain France is going to vote for <clears throat> Le Pen, who's, uh, I am very proud of this lady. She has more cojones than most men. And she's going to stand up to the, even the persecution where a lot of times if you say things against Islam or Muhammad, you not only get charged in the European Commission because there's actually laws against it, you go to jail. And she, when she wins, she's going to have Frexit, which will make them leave NATO as it is and the European Union. And that's the end of the European Union. So this idea that the EU is so powerful is, is historically, geopolitically, is going to be a misnomer. It, it's going to disappear and there'll be a United States of Europe where each nation will have its own degree of autonomy. And we talked about this with Leo yesterday. So uh, for the Europeans to threaten America about visas and so on is kind of, come on, you get real, guys. You know, they need us, not the other way around. Okay. Well, we've talked about the H7N9 uh, bird flu. It's in China. 
and it is HPAI, which is highly pathogenic avian influenza. So it is, but it is HPAI for birds. It's not that way for humans. Right. And uh, so, but now people are dying from it and right. catching it and dying from it. And uh, so now we have to talk about H7N9V. It's a small V. Right. This is a variant. And right. that is killing people. Right. So, In fact, uh, uh, this is going to become a major part of our discussions on Friday because I consider looking at this one and the research you've done as stellar. This is really important what you've done here because this is the next is, super pandemic that is more dangerous than the H1N1 of 2009. It's more dangerous exactly. than the 2005 uh, H5N1. This is a really dangerous bugger. This is 16 times more lethal than the 1918 flu that killed, I think there were six or 700,000 Americans and 100 million people worldwide. This is going to be a planet devastator. Well, and don't forget the uh, 2012 H3N2 variant, which is still killing people. Because oh, yeah. They can't get the right... They put it in the vaccine, and they, for some reason, and they don't know why, it's killing babies, a lot of babies. Now, tell us why you think this particular flu this year is so bad. What variants are out there? Because I'm, I'm getting panic calls. Like, even John Stettmuller called me in a panic that he wanted me to send him Sandy pathogenics because he said... I'm going to have to close the radio station. I feel like I'm dying. I won't be here next week. He literally was that sick. And we sent him uh, our Nutrisilver and Alcimed, uh, you know, rapidly, and he got it. But the next day he was starting to feel something better. But, you know, these are really bad flus. I mean, we're not talking about messing around with minor stuff. And the, the typical antibiotics won't help you at all. And they're not going to give you ribavirin or major intravenous IV antivirals, and they wouldn't be very effective. And even the oral ones they use for the flu only shorten the course by one day. So um, our antipathogenics are far more powerful, and they will literally kill the damn thing. And then if you want to stop the cytokine storm, high-dose power C will stop the cytokine storm, which causes a lot of the myalgias and the uh, arthralgias and the, you know, the major cytokine storms that will kill you and cause a cardiac arrest. The power C will stop that. Well, okay. Um, good. I want to move back to H7N9 variant. Yeah, yeah, now, let's do that. We do, we do have a stockpile of vaccine, and that's for the uh, first responders. But the vaccine that's in the stockpile, uh, uh -huh. there's a new family of H7N9 that has emerged in China. And you have to remember this. This is known as the Eastern Yangtze River Delta lineage. Whoa, so, that's a long yeah. term. Yeah, I bet you couldn't repeat that. <laughs> I can, because I'm reading it. <laughs> ah, there you go, you cheat. <laughs> okay, I'm so let, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Go okay, ahead and the, tell us about the, Yeah, the stockpile of vaccine that they have uh, won't, <laughs> it won't protect against this new variant or this new virus, which is still H7N9, you understand, but it has evolved into something that uh, the vaccine won't handle. And uh, the current U.S. stockpile contains um, enough vaccines to inoculate about 12 million people against the older lineage. So this is the older lineage is the one we have been talking about prior to today. Yeah. And, that's, I, and that's called, now you want to remember this, uh -huh. the Southern or Pearl River Delta virus. Southern or Pearl River Delta virus. So that's the old one, and the new one is the Easter 
or Yangtze River Delta. And um, the the vaccines in the in the uh, pandemic stockpile stockpile uh, are are for the uh, first responders, and they think that uh, for that they can vaccinate twenty million people. Right. And as as each person now, you need both a primer and a booster dose. So that means forty million doses of vaccine. Well, they had that for the uh, previous eight, seven, and nine, but uh, and but the vaccine against the bird flu viruses uh, usually don't in, uh, induce a strong immune reaction, and that kind of answers your question about why is this flu season, seasonal flu season, so bad? And so they have to be administered with an adjuvant. Now we've talked about adjuvants, right? And maybe you want to add something to that. Well, the adjuvant makes you have a stronger immune reaction. Uh, I, by the way, I figured out a way of actually simply testing to see if a vaccine works. Uh, have you ever heard of IFN Gamma? No. Uh, IFN Gamma is a test we use to see if Lyme disease is active because it's activating your, your lymphocytes to cause a release of cytokines. And if your IFN Gamma level rises after you get a, a re-exposure, let's say you've got a vaccine to this virus or that virus, if your IFN Gamma levels don't rise, it means the vaccine was effective. If your IFN gamma levels rise and your cytokine levels take off like a rocket, you don't die of the virus. People don't realize that. Viruses really don't do anything other than triggering off your own cells, just like a solar burn from the sun or even most of a thermal burn, unless you coagulate the tissue. Most of the damage is actually caused by the release of local chemicals in your body by your own self. Isn't that interesting? So it's the same with bacteria. You know that the bacteria can't invade tissues uh, unless your tissues allow it to do that. Interesting, hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, one of the simple tests, and I, I'd like to see if there's anybody out there listening and there's a drug company, they can make an IFN gamma spot test, let's say from saliva or from uh, you know a pinprick of a drop of blood. And if, if the levels are starting to take off, it means whatever he has of a vaccine didn't work. And they should the, the vaccine companies, to prove their vaccine was effective, would see no rise in IFN gamma and no rise in cytokines. Because as the cytokine levels are taken off, the virus is cranking you. Now, if the virus can grow in your deep lung tissue, which is the real deadly ones like the 1918 flu, it means they're going to make a lot of cytokines in your respiratory bronchioles, and you're going to get a thing called alveolar arterial blocks. If you do a DLCO flow loop, volume loop lung test, their oxygen levels are going to drop like a rock. So you drop something from the 90s into the 60s, and pretty soon they're so gray, <laughs> they're ready to cardiac arrest. So... That actually is a real simple test for any virus. If your body's not making the cytokines, the virus is being blocked by the vaccine, wherever else you're taking power C or antipathogenics or whatever. Um, I, I don't think that the governments are ready. They don't have proper surveillance systems for picking up these entering their uh, countries by plane or boat or walking across the border. They don't have antipathogenics to block it so it will spread. They're not doing PCR testing even for simple things like uh, the, the filoviruses like Zika. So uh, to me, the public health, both nationally and internationally, is at an infantile level. 
Right. Would odors, mold, and mildew describe your basement or crawl space? It doesn't have to be that way. Transform them into a fresh, healthy, usable one with the technologically advanced Wave Moisture Control Units. The computerized operation maximizes moisture control and also expels harmful radon, combustion gases, and numerous other pollutants. Dehumidifiers are old technology that do nothing for air quality and waste energy. Wave units are intelligent, self-monitoring, do not need maintenance, and will save you hundreds in electricity. Wave units are still running effectively over 15 years. They've been tested and installed in public and military housing and by property managers nationwide. Buy a unit now and if your home is not fresher and drier, you can return it for a full refund for up to 12 months. What have you got to lose? Call now. 1-888-618-WAVE. 1-888-618-WAVE. Or visit MyDryHome.com. That's MyDryHome.com. Wave Home Solutions for a healthy, comfortable home. Would odors, mold, and mildew describe your basement or crawl space? It doesn't have to be that way. Transform them into a fresh, healthy, usable one with the technologically advanced Wave Moisture Control Units. The computerized operation maximizes moisture control and also expels harmful radon, combustion gases, and numerous other pollutants. Dehumidifiers are old technology that do nothing for air quality and waste energy. Wave units are intelligent, self-monitoring, do not need maintenance, and will save you hundreds in electricity. Wave units are still running effectively. Effectively over 15 years. They've been tested and installed in public and military housing and by property managers nationwide. Buy a unit now and if your home is not fresher and drier, you can return it for a full refund for up to 12 months. What have you got to lose? Call now. 1-888-618-WAVE. 1-888-618-WAVE. Or visit MyDryHome.com. That's MyDryHome.com. Wave Home Solutions for a healthy, comfortable home. If your home has hard water, then it's likely that LineScale is clogging your pipes, damaging your appliances, costing you hundreds of dollars each year. You can eliminate LineScale in the entire house with HydroCare products available at Wave Home Solutions. Easy and efficient with no maintenance, no salts, no chemicals, and no coils. And you can buy with confidence from Wave Home Solutions. Performance guaranteed. Just go to bestwater411.com. That's bestwater411.com. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStreamLive is always on with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Some of the statistics and information you're providing, the H3N2 variant, which is the one out now, because it's an attenuated vaccine, there's many recombinants because people become the mixing vessel. If they have another variant flu, they're creating new recombinants that are actually uh, going to spread with the R-naught to uh, two out of ten people, I think it is, isn't it? Two out of 11. Two out of 11. So that means we're going to have, this is going to take off and hurt a lot of people because the mortality rate now is higher than the ones last year for sure. 
probably about twice the level of mortality. But the one that's coming from China, if that ever gets here, which is very likely, uh, when, when, it, when was the Chinese New Year? Uh, how long ago was it? A month ago? Oh, yeah, it was on the, um, oh, the end of January. Yeah, end of January. Uh, and it takes a while because the thing that happens with the Chinese New Year, there's more travel to China than there is to Hiraj in, in Mecca and Medina. Oh, yeah. And, and, and that means that all these Chinese people, a lot of them pretty wealthy from all over the world, are arriving from Argentina and America and Europe, whatever, and they go back to their home country. If they bring back any of these, uh, you know, H7 and 9 virus, it's going to be really crazy. And I don't think that the countries are prepared for it. They don't know how to monitor it. They don't know how to quarantine. People aren't wearing masks. They don't use even antiviral, you know, soaps or anything. It's it's just a mishmash of really bad decisions and really bad public policy, isn't it? it well, yeah, and we're getting the U.S. is getting ready. They're calling it a pandemic right now. It's an epidemic in China, but every year there's more people that catch it and more people who die from it. And of course, since it's circulating people to people now, just not bird to people. You know, it won't take uh, long for a few more changes to make it pandemic. That That's is, why I tell people to stockpile our antipathogenics. Neutral Silver, Neutral right. Defense, Alice Med, and, and get the NIOSH N95 masks. For most normal people, unless you have terminal COPD, it's not going to make you so short of breath. I used to sell the N100. Forget it. Even a normal person will have shortness of breath after a few minutes. But yeah, even those masks that you talked about are a good idea. Taking masks and you know put salt on them. And get a whole pile of them, getting ready. Yeah, getting ready in every possible way to have enough food at home so you can stay home during a pandemic because they're not going to last long. The average wave, just like a wave of weather here in Southern California, is going to last maybe two weeks, and then another wave may come through of another surge. But to be honest with you, if you can stay in your home for a period of two weeks, you're probably okay. Uh, you do not want to go to a movie theater or pizza place or whatever during the middle of a pandemic. It'll be very dangerous. And even if you order food in, the handler uh, could yeah, don't, be uh, Yeah, don't do that. By the way, one one of the things I've seen recently, uh, and you, you introduced me to the idea of freezing things, and I'm, I'm thinking of the idea of freezing our mountain red velvet to convert with ultra-grinding into a, a micro-liposome for intravenous or granules for surgeons. And so your technology may be the best rather than the radiation for actually sterilizing our mountain red velvet to make it surgical. surgical. But people should consider the idea of doing that and having a home dehydrator, so every part of every meal, because people usually have extra food that they otherwise throw out, yeah. cut it into strips, do what Ann says, you know, put it into the little, you know, Mylar bags, drop it into the <clears throat> liquid nitrogen for 30 seconds or so, and bring it out, and uh, once it's frozen, uh, put it to your dehydrator, and bam, you've got food that's going to be good two, three, five years from now, uh, in the middle of, a, of an energy crisis, a power outage to the solar mask or ejection, or just a pandemic, because uh, it's my guess that we are probably months, not years away from a major pandemic. Sometime this year, I expect a pandemic to hit us. Well, and, and that's why that article was written. And, uh, you know, they were telling us what the United States is doing and what uh, China is doing. I mean, you you look at the uh, first responders in China, they've got those head-to-toe tie-back suits, they've got a medical mask, and they've got a face shield. So, they're, you know, they know that this is a dangerous thing. One thing about top-down government like in China is that they have enough smart people to realize because they constantly live the most really bad flus emerge from China. 
because of the population. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there was that one lab director that said he was going to make every combination of bird glue. <laughs> so he did. And, of course, he got away. I want to talk now about uh, a spike in crime. Uh-huh. That the, because uh, this is very psychological. This is anxiety producing. Uh-huh. And, it is. Uh, when we come back, we're, I can hear the bumper music coming, so Ann, you're, you got the floor. And when we come back, and we'll talk about the spike in crime in the U.S., uh, Attorney General Sessions, all the other stuff going on. We'll be back in a minute with Ann Morrison and Twiland.info, Science Blog. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-THE NUMBER 2. KEEP IT TODAY. PatriotPrepared.com carries the leading brands of storable food from Numana, Legacy, and Heaven's Harvest. Patriot Prepared. Our name says it all. We're dedicated to empowering you to be self-reliant and confident in any circumstance. Whether you want to be prepared in the event of an emergency or you're an outdoor sports enthusiast, PatriotPrepared.com has prepackaged meals and kits for your entire family. Legacy, Heaven's Harvest, and Numana are known for high-quality, great-tasting GMO free nutritious food with no chemical preservatives simple to prepare easy to store gluten-free and organic high quality nutrition options with a 25 year shelf life you can't beat the feeling of being food secure when you need it most so go to patriotprepared.com right now to pick up your supply of high quality storable food for your family because it makes good sense to be prepared that's patriotprepared.com It's time for you to have your own custom smartphone app for your business and pay way less than you can imagine. Introducing the I Can Get To Silent Salesman mobile marketing app, a global mobile marketing and communication tool for your business. Go to appsapart.com and learn how you could earn up to $36,351 or more per month just by inviting two people or less into a $14.95 per month program. Go to appsapart.com and be sure to watch the video at the top of the site and listen to the audio message from the CEO near the bottom. This is something you won't want to miss. Go to appsapart.com now or call 646-860-9540. That's 646-860-9540. 
Get the I can get too. That's I C A N G E T, the number two silent salesman app at appsapart.com. That's A P P S A P A R T.com. Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to aroutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. AirOutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more. Plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath. Head to AirOutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at AirOutfitting.com. So, Ann, we're going to talk about the spike in crime. Give us the details. Well, the, uh, the spike in crime is coming from both the far right and the far left. Uh, people are, uh, you know, the far left is, is, thinks that anarchy is the way to get back in power. and uh, they, oh, Anarchy uh, is the a way to get dead. Uh, <laughs> way, that's what's going to happen. But then it's not, you're not going to power except maybe you think power comes from the barrel of a gun like that statement by Mao Zedong I think or uh, Paul Pot I'm trying to remember which one it was there's another dictator that's dead now well these peaceful protesters are so naive they don't uh, seem to understand that they've got uh, a cadre of uh, active shooters that are going along with them and they'll attack the police they'll attack the protesters they'll attack anybody uh, the FBI has put out uh, active shooter incidences by location, and uh, businesses, uh, 40%. Now, we've all heard about the disgruntled former employee, but now, because we've got uh, families in the workplace, the last thing that happened here in St. Louis was that a spouse killed a woman who was uh, uh, intimate with her husband. So... You know, it just gets worse and worse. Uh, 20%, uh, 30% occur in schools, and we also know about uh, people, uh, children, well, young adults, who are very, um, well, let's just say they're not real stable, and uh, they get a bad grade, or they, you know, they lose their place in in, uh, the sports or whatever. And a lot of the young people in some of these inner cities carry guns. My cousins that all went to school in Detroit, uh, they had metal detectors there and policemen raid inside the school, and they still do, because uh, you wouldn't believe the piles of guns and knives and machetes and everything and, and switchblades they pull from kids coming to school. And this is 40 years ago. Well, and my brother 
See, that would have been oh, more than 40 years ago. But in junior high, he carried a switchblade. And we were in a very benign community, but uh, he just felt threatened. Okay, outdoors is 20% and others 12%, and that would be like an apartment building for multifamily living or, you know, spousal abuse or whatever. So uh, this is real. Now, one of the things about active shooters, though, that I think is a little bit strange, and I'm trying to figure out the psychology here. In most cases, it's not somebody you know who's an active shooter, although most, say, handgun murders are someone you know. So when you get an active shooter, say, in a workplace that's like an open area, they're just shooting randomly at people going in for a latte or buying something in the store. So I, I'm not sure where the psychology is in some of these things and why it's going up, but there's, you know, it's... It's like a breakdown society. It's like you're randomly shooting at people that you have nothing negative or positive about. Yeah, they're just uh, collateral damage for whatever anger that person has. In addition, we have uh, four mosques that have burned in the last seven uh, weeks, and we have Jewish headstones being toppled in three different uh, states. So it seems like the people are, uh, are acting out a lot more. And, well, uh, some, so some of that's been pushed by, by MoveOn.org and um, Black Lives Matter by George Soros. And some operations, I think, are actually uh, what I call uh, rogue intel, like CIA. And there's a good bit of evidence that CIA and Mossad were behind a lot of the Pedogate stuff. We call I call it Pedogate instead of Pizzagate. So, um, well, John, John Moore thought that maybe it was, uh, as far as the Moscow, it could be the Muslims who are burning their own mosques so that they would get attention and then they could blame it on uh, people who didn't like them. Oh, really? Yeah. He yeah, none of that would surprise me. Fifth, fifth colonist type yeah, it doesn't he says because those people, those Islamist terrorists, they'll kill Muslims as well as, I mean, they'll kill oh, yeah, anybody. They'll kill uh, their own Muslim population. In fact, I remember seeing a guy last week who was coming out of Mosul and he was saying how the these so-called ISIS were actually holding them hostage for four months and using them as a human shield. He's speaking clear English as he's walking away across the desert or down a hill. And I'm thinking, you know, uh, they have no compunction to killing their own people over there. Maybe even uh, you know somebody who's a cousin of somebody. It's like this is pretty crazy, and it's, it's behavior around the world. I have a suspicion that the environmental toxins and the culture is inflaming the brains and the lack of normal emotional and psychological restraint, which means frontal lobe inhibition of really bad behavior doesn't occur anymore, or as much as it used to. Well, and what some uh, caller called into John's show this morning, and he said, well, you have to remember that uh, the uh, Judea Christian (laughs) community believes that women and children are important, and the other, nobody else does. You know, they just, right, they, you know, they they are behind abortion and they are, uh, you know, the atheists don't care whether you live or die or whether they're, they propagate or not, and neither do the Muslims. I mean, if, like, you know, they they do terrible things to their little girls, let's put it that way. Yeah, it's really awful. It's pretty it's only, awful. It's only the Christians here, and the Christians are under great persecution, which, by the way, Donald Trump's trying to get out of these countries using alternative pathways from to get... Uh, out of place. One of the good things he did was to take off the the uh, the uh, blockade of people coming out of Iraq because a lot of them are uh, Peshmerga forces or Christians trying to get out of there because they're being persecuted and murdered by these uh, ISIS and ISIL, which, by the way, we supported. 
and that's why John McInsane actually posed him in 2011, in you know with this big, wide, crazy uh, smile, brain damaged smile, and um, with ISIS uh, in a town outside of Oman when we were trading them with uh, the uh, Academy and CIA, making sure they had lots of the right equipment and satellite phones and everything, so they could do a lot of havoc. Nothing like having your own terrorists, eh? Anyway, so this creates a lot of anxiety among the, those of us who are not used to a lot of anxiety. I mean, you know, we used to be able to come home and turn on the news, and uh, there was Jimmy Carter with his big smile. He was shaking hands with somebody over in the Middle East. I mean, there was no, and of course, with, with the, president, with the uh, former president, he never traveled any place. And you can't keep Trump in one place. He's, he's got them all running around. Anyway, I want to talk now about phonology. And I'm going to try to explain this. And it, I hope that you have the, the chart up because this is very difficult to Yeah, explain. we'll do this on video later, too, so they understand the chart. So this is the phonology is uh, dealing with what specific thing again? Well, it's under season creep. Uh, the first one. Says, and, uh, are, are you know what a normal... Under, under climate change, you mean? Yeah. And uh, a normal... We know what a normal curve is. There, there's, the, uh, there's an average, and then there's a... Let's say the average temperature, and then we have the coldest temperature that was and the hottest temperature, and there's fewer of those because the average yeah. is like the median. That's where it, the average let, temperature is. Let me stop is. for one second. Is that under... Uh, climate change, solar, or uh, I'm trying to find it. Let's see, our, the top one under climate is Arctic ozone. Under uh, solar is lower atmospheric forcing. It's the effects. second one from the bottom under climate change. Ah, okay, got it. Okay. Season yeah, three. See, I got it. Okay, <clears throat> and that um, because the global climate change is making something warmer. We don't know if it's the oceans or the land or something. We're getting warmer, and we're starting to believe it because we're having these oscillations and extreme storms and extreme drought. Anyway, so what that means is that this normal curve moves off the average, setting up a new average that's closer to the hot than to the cold, to the record hot and the record low. Cold. And so... There's going to be less extreme cold weather, and there's going to be more extreme hot weather. There's going to be more hot weather uh, in, uh, compared as an average in the uh, climate that we're used to. So winters are becoming shorter and milder, and certainly it was here in the Midwest. And uh, changes in the timing of the seasons uh, is being documented. And I know that I've talked to DNR, Department of Natural Resources, here, and they said, oh, yeah. <laughs> they said about five years ago that it was two weeks early. And this is called season creep. That means that uh, spring comes sooner because the winter is shorter. And uh, the fall, uh, the fall uh, gets longer. Now, what happens? Um, they use two things to measure that. And this is what phenology does. They, they use snow melt and they use spring bloom. So spring bloom is, uh, well, there's, there's a couple of things that that means. But uh, uh, 
it means that first you see the buds coming out on the trees, and that's called leaf out, the timing of leaf out. And uh, then you have uh, spring bloom, and that's when the flowers come out. So leaf out is, is what they use to measure uh, how, how much the season is creeping. And what they, they did, this is called the National Phenology Network. It's part of USGS, the United States Geological Service. I never heard of it before, but, hey, they're doing good work as far as I'm concerned. Because, <laughs> you know, we, we talk among our friends and we say, doesn't this seem like a pretty mild winter? And, yeah, and then somebody says, yeah, but I remember when it froze on Easter. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like right now it's March 1 here in Southern California, and it's like spring's already here. It's like crazy. It's like, well, if you look, if you scroll down and you catch the, the next one, which is about phenology, and of course, yeah. phrenology has to do with the study of of uh, human behavior based on the lumps in their head, skull. But this right. is phenology, and uh, they keep track of these things. So, uh, when do you know when spring has begun? Is it the appearance of the first tiny leaves on the trees? Were the first crocus plants peeping through the snow? So the spring leaf index is a way to measure uh, the early season events in plants. And uh, they, they did a mapping of it. <laughs> and this is really an astonishing map because uh, us here in the Midwest have been talking about uh, uh, a very mild winter and then the fact that our maple trees are blooming. And this, this spring creep uh, goes all the way from Texas to New York State and then uh, catches the panhandle of Florida and all the way through Texas and then half of New Mexico and Missouri is in that. So the whole southeast this year had a spring creep of three weeks. Three wow, weeks. That's, quite a, that's quite a bit. That is a lot. And... What that means is that if you rely on what we know, we know that normally you don't want to plant anything. In other words, the, the, the uh, first uh, day that doesn't, after which it doesn't uh, freeze is April 17th, and the last day that it doesn't freeze is April 27th. So if, if you take April 17th, and you back it up three weeks, you're at the end of March. Now, this does not apply for San Diego. San Diego is not is not uh, part of That's why of everybody it. wants a vacation here. You know? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and where I am in Vista, believe it or not, is one of five ideal climates on the planet. Even compared to Oceanside or San Marcos or San Diego itself, the climate here is even better, believe it or not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so... Uh, so we have to get used to this. In other words, if if they really think that, and you probably need to go up to the, their website, the National Phenology Network, and keep track of them, because it may not happen like this again next year. You know what I'm trying to say? It yeah. happened this year in the mid in the uh, southeast. All over the southeast, uh, spring came. Uh, Three weeks early. Yeah. I'll tell you what my suspicion is, because we're heading into a moderate cooling period. This is yeah. like uh, a stick shift 
for the climate, and it, the gears are kind of a little stripped. So it, it's always kind of bumpy, and we see these weird things as it moves to a different climate engine. Uh, and the climate engine it's going to move into will cool uh, the northern and southern hemispheres for 75 to 90 years. But during the transition period, which can be anywhere from a decade or more, you're going to see these phrenological shifts where you get hot periods in, in this creep. But in the long run, it's going to cool off. So probably within a decade, it's going to, these things are going to become less and less severe. Well, and I want to talk about that because we are coming into a solar minimum. We're in solar cycle 24, and um, but I want to talk also about solar cycle 23. Right which was the previous one. And what happened in the previous one uh, was that um, astrophysicists were were watching it, and it had a very long tail off. In other words, uh, normally if you look at the number of sunspots or how active the sun is, it looks like a sine wave. In other words, it goes to a peak, and then it falls to a minimum. And that takes 11 years. And then it goes from a minimum to a maximum. And that takes another 11 years. So altogether, it's a 22-year cycle. Well, what happened in 23 was that it didn't, it didn't rebound like it should have. So they made solar cycle 23 longer because they couldn't figure out where the minimum was. <laughs> and finally, uh, solar cycle 24 started, but it started late because... 23 just kind of tailed off and it didn't rebound. So solar cycle 23 had a what I would call a late start. Now you have to understand that all of this is just it's just words because because we don't we haven't had this situation before. And so it never reached the high peak, the high you know the solar maximum uh, was was low. In other words, it was the third lowest solar maximum ever recorded. Which so is recorded in, what, 150 years, 100 years? Uh, well, it's 24 times 22. 240 years, I think. 204? <laughs> wow. It's 24 times 22. Yeah, that's... that's okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. And uh, so they had a chance to study it because it was... You know, they were looking at it, and they were saying, well, we're still getting some uh, HF through. We're still getting radios through. So what is forcing this uh, transfer of energy of uh, electrons from the uh, G layer to the E layer of the ionosphere? Right. And I'm going to tell you. Good. When we come back. You're going to be this. you're going to be surprised. I'm, I'll bet. I'm constantly surprised. We are the American Freedom Party. This is the most urgent time in the history of Western civilization. In the year 1900, white people of European descent comprised 35% of the world population. Today it is less than 9% and falling fast. Europe is being overrun with Middle Eastern immigrants, and America's founding stock is rapidly being replaced with third world peoples from around the globe. For the last 50 years, every influential institution in this nation, our schools and universities, our media, our churches and our employers, 
years have promoted policies and principles that teach whites to be ashamed of their great heritage and birthright. We, who in the 1950s, the 1960s, and 1970s were the world's dominant force, are now so afraid of being called racist that we were quailing towards irrelevance and extinction. Join the American Freedom Party today. Reach us at theamericanfreedomparty.us or call us at 701-317-5317. Paid for by the American Freedom Party. Do you know what's in your body soap? Well, I didn't know the answer until about five years ago when I looked at the label of my soap and was shocked to see all the chemicals. For my entire life, I had been assaulting the largest organ of my body, my skin, and to think my children were using it too. Well, a lot has changed since then. Today, my family and I operate Stone City Farms, where we make and sell all-natural goat milk soap using fresh goat milk from goats we raise on our farm. Our mission at Stone City Farm is to produce high-quality, all-natural goat milk soap for people who want a fresh, unrefined, natural product. At Stone City Farms, we offer scented and unscented soaps and a signature line of gift sets customizable to your needs. To see what our customers are saying, go to stonecityfarm.com. Use the code NATURAL for a 20% discount. That's stonecityfarm.com code NATURAL for 20% off your order. You never know what could be hiding in your soap. Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutral the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. this chart which we're going to talk about later on video global energy flows in watts per square meter go ahead yeah well what this shows you is that the, not only does the energy come in from the sun uh, in an incoming solar radiation of 341 watts per square meter but it gets some of it gets absorbed by the atmosphere and some is reflected by the clouds and uh, some is reflected by the surface of the earth right and uh, so Really, about a third of, about uh, half of it gets absorbed by the surface of the Earth. And um, then on the other side, we have surface radiation, and uh, that balances pretty good. We have more surface radiation than we do have uh, back radiation, and that's, uh, the back radiation comes from the greenhouse gases. And then we have uh, solar radiation that uh, is emitted by the atmosphere because of the... Uh, because of the greenhouse gases. And, of course, you know, when the, 
when the solar radiation comes in, uh, the UV part of it, the ultraviolet part of it, turns the uh, oxygen ions into ozone. Right. And the ozone then uh, uh, doesn't let, the, because of that, the UV doesn't get down to the surface. surface. That's why ozone holes are so destructive. Now, so what they did was they studied, they were studying, there was a long solar minimum in uh, solar cycle 23, and uh, they call this the TI, thermosphere and ionosphere, and uh, they found out it was still variable uh, because there were intermittent disturbances from solar and geomagnetic forcing. Now, the solar minimum meant that there was less from the sun. And uh, so they had a chance to understand the role of atmospheric waves, including tides, planetary waves, gravity waves, and acoustic waves, which uh, propagate from their source into the upper atmosphere. And as it turns out, they, they get bigger as they move up because uh, the atmosphere thins out. All right. So, so this was... You know, they couldn't understand why we were able to uh, send out radio waves because uh, the sun was at a minimum. And so, you know, they, sh- they should have had, RF should have been down. I mean, there was no uh, ionosphere to reflect it back, what they call skip, back down to the earth. And it affected the radio communication and the GPS signals. And, uh, but they can, uh, so these, these, these the TI can be disturbed by uh, radiative, mag- magnetic, and uh, particulate changes, and CME, and also the ionosphere uh, from the E and F regions. And so it's very interesting, and if you scroll down, you'll see a table that tells you, they even told you at what scale <laughs> they occur for instance, solar thermal tides occur uh, daily, and they migrate westward following the sun. Wow. So we can still have uh, radio waves even though we have a solar minimum. Because of these other tide waves. Well, yeah, they get amplified as they go up. Wow, isn't that they interesting? Be, they, would be over, they would be overcome if the sun were active. Isn't that fascinating? Yes. Great. We'll do a uh, video, uh, perhaps today, if you're feeling up to it, after the show. And uh, we'll do a uh, simulcast. Perhaps today. tomorrow. Let's do it tomorrow, then, after and the uh, afternoon, I guess. Right. Thank, Thank you, you for listening. Hour number three coming up, the Wellness Firing Line Protocols. And next with host, Michelle. She'll be back here in a minute, answering your questions on wellness and medical issues. We are the American Freedom Party. This is the most urgent time in the history of Western civilization. In the year 1900, white people of European descent comprised 35% of the world population. Today it is less than 9% and falling fast. Europe is being overrun with Middle Eastern immigrants, and America's founding stock is rapidly being replaced with third world peoples from around the globe. For the last 50 years, every influential institution in this nation, our schools and universities, our media, our churches and our employers, 
have promoted policies and principles that teach whites to be ashamed of their great heritage and birthright. We, who in the 1950s, the 1960s, and 1970s were the world's dominant force, are now so afraid of being called racist that we were quailing towards irrelevance and extinction. Join the American Freedom Party today. Reach us at theamericanfreedomparty.us or call us at 701-317-5317. Paid for by the American Freedom Party. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 